probably going to yeah. Just moving yeah, around, I'm making a lot of adjustments with my mic because I always touch it constantly. And hey, hey, there we are. Hi, welcome, welcome to Live at Lunch. I hey, everybody. For the last forty seconds, you've been listening to us. If you jumped on <laughs> right on, uh, you've been listening to us ramble about being on stools, and we are on stools, and we're in a different location. And I believe, I believe, Pastor Steve, that they can hear us. I, uh, I would sure love hope so. For a confirmation from one alice wells or guy miller or somebody else that's in the chat Let's see oh we, we confirmed it ourselves boom baby and we sound good sorry about last week uh jesse said that the 10 minutes that he talked when nobody could hear um was riveting <laughs> he said that it was some of his best work uh, <laughs> uh i'm sure it was i couldn't hear it either because i was so busy throwing things and trying to get things to work um, how's you, how you doing, Steve? Doing good? Doing well? I'm doing pretty good. How's everybody? A little sniffly this morning. Sniffly? Just, just Allergy. a little. Sorry. Yeah. I don't uh, know Alice what's blowing around Hi, out Alice. there. I can tell you what's blowing around. It's everything. And heat. Every time I walk outside, I instantly sweat. <laughs> so I've reserved <laughs> myself to not go outside anymore. Welcome to August in East, oh, Southeast, Southeast Texas. Texas. Humid and hot. Uh, this is live at lunch. It's twelve ten, and as people are gathering and jumping on board, don't jump off. We don't just ramble the whole time. We actually have a purpose to what we do. Although the rambling is fun, and probably the reason why some people actually come and stay. Uh, but this is live at lunch, twelve ten every Tuesday. If you haven't already, go find us in the podcast. You can catch up on all of the different episodes that we have done over the last two years. That's uh, we crazy. Do a study from Right Now Media each and every Tuesday. And uh, unless there is some type of technical issue, which at this point it seems like it's every other week, but that's on me, not anybody else. <laughs> uh, but it's a great study. And again, if you'd like to get caught up on some of the things, maybe you're new and you're checking this out for the first time and you're like, ooh, I like what I hear, go, go check it out. There's a lot of good stuff on the podcast. Uh, you don't have to watch us, uh, so don't feel like you have to go find us on Facebook, although there is a playlist for that in Facebook. Also, the podcast is easier and you can do it while you don't, you know. That's right. You can listen. It's better for you. You can listening. listen to it. Eyes uh, free. Eyes free. That's right. And if you haven't already, we're available on YouTube also. We broadcast to Facebook and YouTube. Uh, honestly, I find that YouTube's a little bit better on the streaming because, well, it was designed for that. Sounds good. Looks good. As good as it can with us. Right, Steve? Yep. Yep. You'll also notice that producer Steve is in front of the mic, uh, behind the mic, and in front of the camera. I guess that's how you'd say it. Uh, this week and possibly, probably, most likely, until we stop it doing this. It appears so, unless you find a better co-host. I can't imagine that's going to happen. I'm certainly uh, not as funny. Oh, that's not true. As Jesse. Uh, no one can be. So, <laughs> Jesse, you're, if you're listening, we said that, okay? I'm never, ever going to call Rex, and I'm never going to... That's Steve's friend who he says is the funniest guy he knows, and Jesse hates him. <laughs> and uh, Jesse doesn't even know him. Uh, that's right. It doesn't he matter. Hates him. It's funny as Jesse's thing, and I concur. Um... <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so Jesse's not here. We should pray for Jesse. Uh, he is in New Mexico. They're just continuing to do the work that God has called him to do. Uh, he'll be down here a couple more times before we send him officially on September 12th. Uh, if you haven't made plans to attend September 12th services, we're going to pray for his family. We're going to 
Uh, have lots of nice things to say about him. 6.30 p.m. Uh, then also on the 12th at 6.30 p.m., we have a massive sin service over in the venue. Be a night of worship, be a night of prayer, night of sending uh, the hearties. Um, and then that's it for them here officially. And obviously he'll still be around. He's still living here for a little while, and his family will be here for another year. So you'll still see Jesse. So every time you see him, don't say, hey, I thought, I you, thought you left. you left. <laughs> that's kind of offensive, and it hurts his feelings. <laughs> yeah. Just hug him and say, I love you. I've been praying for you. <laughs> uh, and ask him to tell you a story, because he loves telling stories. Or uh, say, or say, oh, you're here this week. Don't say that. Don't say don't, that? Don't say, oh, you're here this week. No, don't say, he hates that. Oh, he right. hates I that right up with, find... I thought you left. It's like... Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, Seth, I'm seeing Skittles over there on I your know, desk. I know, I listen. I've, all I've, of a sudden. I've, I've officially moved my whole office, so all my stuff came. And so, anyway. We uh, should probably move on to We're in a Skittles study. To, yeah, we're going to get off track. You, if I go get that bag, we're in trouble. Yes, we are. Uh, okay, we are in a study called, uh, well, Psalm 119. And it's from Pastor Matt Chandler on Right Now Media. You can get your own version of Right Now Media in the comments right now. There's a link. Easy, fast, you can do it. And uh, you should because it's really fantastic. And this study is really fantastic. In fact, uh, it has been one of the best. And this week we're looking at verses 33 through 48. And Steve, I've read the last couple weeks. Why don't you read it this week? Oh, boy. You have a good 33 to 48. This is New International Version. I didn't didn't bring my... What are you doing? I know I didn't bring my new living. All right. I guess it'll it'll work. But at least because you told us. Typically, New Living Translation is what we like to teach from. All right, Psalm 119, starting at verse 33. Yes. Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, then I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts. Preserve my life in your righteousness. May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord. Then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Do not snatch the word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame, for I delight in your commands because I love them. I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. It's good stuff. Yes, it is. Right? That, like, yeah, that was. I, I noticed he he said that he mentioned again that that this that. They're going through the Hebrew alphabet in each of these sections. Yep. You're learning the Hebrew alphabet. You and know that, that was the yeah. hey and the wall. Hi. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce Me either. that I was, alphabet in Hebrew. It, it, it looks did. like he. It does look like he. Um, so first off, your narrator voice is fantastic. Thank you for reading. That was powerful, and I was moved mostly by your voice <laughs> and the word, obviously. <laughs> Uh, second, that so there's two sections to that passage. The first one is 33 through 40 talks about the desires of David's heart, and he's asking God to specifically give him the desires of his heart. Now that's not 
you know, give me great wealth, give me great peace and prosperity, and it's none of that. Instead, it is uh, a way of living. He's asking for God to change his heart, to change his mind, to change his eyes, and so that he might produce the second half of that verse, which is the fruits mm. of such a thing. And, and you know, you, you think about times in your life when you have truly sought those that from the Lord, when you have truly said, God, cause me not to stumble, cause me not to waver, cause me not to, to move my eyes, or all of the things that, that David said, the fruit that comes out of that is not what it's not the peace and prosperity and affluence, but it is influence to people for the Lord, not for our own benefit, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like the way uh, and you you just said it that that he phrases it phrases it as cause me to mm-hmm. you know, and it's a it, it's a genuine prayer. Lord Cause me to do what is right. Cause me to hate evil. Uh, man, we hate the things that are going on in Afghanistan, um, you know, by the Taliban. We we hate that kind of evil, but we also need to hate those things in our lives that can be, you know, identified as evil. Yeah. But that is a that's a great prayer, Lord, and just get up in the morning. God, cause me to love your word cause me to love righteousness, cause me to love what is good, cause me to hate what is evil. What a what a great prayer right? every day. And I don't know about you, I, I, I pray that quite often in the areas of my life where I want to be better. You know, there, And I think what David is showing us is that it's something that daily we should do, cause us to love the things, not the specific thing that you're doing because there's not, that's not the root cause, right? If I'm doing something I shouldn't, it's typically because I'm not grounded in the Word. Mm. It's because my heart is not right to the things that God has pointed me to. Right? I'm not loving others the way that I should and loving God the way that I should because those are the foundational roots that when you get up in the morning, you should be asking God to cause you to seek those things right. and to run from, from the other things. Right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking. And, and you know, the... It, when you are seeking out the specific things, like help me not to lie, God. Help me not to, uh, yeah. to act a certain way at work or whatever. You're, 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 you're trying to pursue a perfectionism, right? right? Or it's parenting. He, I think he mentioned parents. If you had a parent that was very hard on you anytime you messed up, uh, it, cause, it can cause a perfectionism. Ism. <laughs> I got stuck halfway through that. Perfectionism. perfectionism that can be highly unhealthy because none of us are perfect. And if you know, you can strive to be that way, but, but you have to have understanding that you're, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. But, but to have that constantly in front of you of God, just give me, cause me to love you the way that you've loved me. Cause me to seek your word. Those are, those are powerful things that can change your heart and ultimately will change the, the fruit of what comes out of you. Right. So yeah. every so every one of those verses from thirty three to forty or forty one if to forty are are prayers like that. Uh cause me to keep your law to the end, you know, to be more consistent mm-hmm. and disciplined. Uh cause me to observe your law with my whole heart, 
not just half-hearted about it. Yeah, Cause me absolutely. to delight in your law, to love your law, not not just well, this is what I got to do, not out of duty, but out of gratitude, uh, to delight in His law. Cause me to hate pride and selfish gain. Verse thirty-six. Uh, cause me to turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and cause me to fear your name. Um, all of those, just, you know, just great prayers. They don't say it exactly like that, at least in this translation, but that's what, that's what you're praying and that's what you're saying. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. That's cause me. And, yeah, and, and, so that, and that identifies the things that keep us from the obedience that, that we desire mm. as Christ followers, like the fear that we have in our lives over whatever, the pride that we have, the, the lack of understanding. Those are the things that, that cause us to hit those causes, <laughs> right? So that we pray in opposition of that and pray in the truth of, of who God is. Uh, you might randomly hear things that are going on. Uh, it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a war zone around here right now. Yeah. Uh, I just heard a beeping and I just thought, People are going to start pounding on the roof here pretty soon. So, if you <laughs> yeah, hear hopefully you don't hear it like we do. I yeah. was just sitting in my office, and they're just going to town yeah, on the just, roof I mean, above. It, I was doing it yesterday. I was sitting in here trying to record something, and I, I was like, well, I got, I got to just stop because it was just a guy. <laughs> Every time I started talking, he just got a hammer and he started beating on a piece of metal. And I, it's they're doing what they're supposed to do, but it's just harder when you're recording. So sorry if you hear that. But all right, so. You know, David, he goes on further down that line. He starts to look at the, the commitment to God's word and specifically the desire. And I think that's, that's where we really have to focus in on. We want our desires to change. We want our, our heart to be changed to instead of doing something out of obligation or even just obedience, mm -hmm. we want our heart to be drawn to that. Uh, we talk about, you know, I think when we started this series, I talked about, you know, reading God's word up until recently, last few years, it, it was hard to just sit down and open God's Word and just to read it because the desire wasn't there. I didn't, understand, I didn't have a full understanding of, of the life that, that it has. Yeah. It's not just words on a page. It's not just stories in a book. It, it is living and breathing, and it, and it speaks to you as you read it. And it sounds crazy for those of you listening. You're not a believer, and you're not somebody who is, is in the Word. But the truth is, as you come to know God more intimately, he speaks to you through these words. And, and it's amazing how he shows himself real within all of these pages. Yeah. And I think that's what David, at the end of his life when he's writing Psalm 119, had gotten to that point where he was like, oh, man. And the crazy part was, the Jesus part wasn't even in there yet. Right. That's, that's the best part. <laughs> we have that part. Okay, I mean, he was just reading about Old Testament stuff and some prophecies that they didn't fully understand. We got the we got the fulfillment of all of that. Yeah, we got the exciting. we got the yeah the exciting we got the God side part. of of history. Yeah, that would have been really hard, but <laughs> back in the day, that's and and so you know you should get excited when you read God's word and when you get to study and and meditate on the scriptures and and you should your heart should be drawn to mm -hmm. that. But it takes sometimes trudging through the difficult times. Yeah, I I remember I remember somebody referring to it. Sometimes it's it can be a bit like dry eating dry cereal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're still getting the nutrients. You're still getting the energy, the the fuel that you need. Um, but it just may not, you know, initially. 
taste very good. But and that's you know, sometimes when I'm reading through scripture in the morning, I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know everything that was in the passage that I just read, but I'm trusting that maybe one day you'll bring that back and connect it with something mm-hmm. that's going on. And I mean, doesn't he usually? He do does. That? Yeah. yeah. Almost in, almost does. instantly. Maybe it's just me because I'm not very smart and I don't remember things really well, but. Like he usually is the same day I read something. I'm like, whoa! He brought this up just right in, in yeah. the right amount of time. Now there there are days where it is spot on. I remember when we were quarantined last year. There was a period of a week or two where it just seemed like everything that I was reading was so relevant. Mm-hmm to the pandemic, to quarantine, to God's sovereignty over the earth. Yes. And those sort of things. And it was just, it was like, wow. It was just kind of mind-blowing how specific they were to what we were going through as not just a nation, but a world. Yeah. And the the amazing part of this, there's a couple things in that. The first thing is that you know, what God shows you when you get into those situations is one, he's bigger than all of these things. And then it's not a surprise to him. He knew all of this was going to happen and he's got a great purpose and plan for it. And then the second part is in, in verses 36 and 37, you see David coming to that understanding that a lot of times we don't, and especially in the middle of a pandemic, we haven't quite, a, a lot of people that I've run into haven't quite ga- grasped this, but in, 30, in 36 and 37, he talks about taking taking away, cause him to hate the selfish gain, right? The idea of selfish gain, the selfishness that, that we innately have within mm-hmm. us, right? And then to turn his eyes from the worthless, worthless things so that he could grant him the freedom to pursue God's ways. When you understand what he's talking about in 36 and 37, then this pandemic is not a big deal <laughs> because he's a bigger deal. That No matter your political view, it's not a big deal. Why? Because it's working according to God's perfect plan. None of this, none of this is outside of his grasp. No, and none, none of, of this it is took, outside took of his control. Took him by surprise. Yeah, and that's that's what we have to remind ourselves of. Somebody said it the other day. Uh, the world's the world's not falling apart; it's falling in place. Yeah, right. If you truly believe that God has a great plan and a victory ahead, which I do, as I read Scripture, I can see that that's true. Then it, the things that are happening in this world should give you hope. For what's to come because jesus didn't say hey as as things get so really good that's when i'm going to show up right it's going to get much more difficult (laughs) okay and that's what i think that's what i think we have to understand and i was just we have a testimony coming up uh which i need to talk to you about later (laughs) uh a testimony video and the guy was talking about how you know sometimes things are difficult in this world but the truth is that's that's god orchestrating everything together for ultimately his glory. Right. And David understood this. And David had done some stuff. Yeah. And David was a king who who had all of the things that he could possibly want. Uh, and then we see his son Solomon, who got to that exact same place where he actually had everything. Yeah. Right? The richest guy the world's ever known. And not just riches, but wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, that's right. The wisest guy everybody's ever known. The richest guy anybody's ever known. And he got to the end and he went, it's not about that. Yeah. I've got it all. And it's not about that. It's futile. Not even close. And I think the, the sooner that we realize that, the sooner we can understand the joy that, that Christ really brought us through his sacrifice. 
through his resurrection. And this is what David understood all these years before Jesus even showed up. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And he he kind of, you know, finishes all that off by saying, you know, that life is found in submission and obedience to God's word. That's mm-hmm. where life is. Um, we think it's all kinds of other places, but life is found in submitting and obedience to God's word. And boy, that goes so contrary to especially our Western mm-hmm. idea of freedom and control. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's an internal thing, right? You can change your, your external circumstances to try to navigate your mm-hmm. way through some of this. But the truth is until you internally change your, your mindset and your, your motivations and your selfish ambitions, nothing really makes a difference. You can, you can put lipstick on the pig all you want, but it's still a pig. <laughs> you got to change it from within. I don't know how you do that with a pig, but <laughs> bacon comes out of a pig, so maybe that's the same. The internals are very different. Like outside, the pig's terrible. Inside, very yummy. Oh, man. I love bacon. I do, too. <laughs> I don't know too many people who don't. I know. I, I have a small child. Her name's Zoe. Spoke of her many times. When she was about three, I, again, sometimes there's a downsides to growing up with older kids. Uh, we were having bacon, and she went, What? Bacon is life. And I went, mm. <laughs> and like all my teenagers just kind of looked up like, sorry, pretty sure we may have told her that. <laughs> and just bacon is bacon life. Bacon is life. It's, it's not. But, you know, the truth is, in David's time, it was frowned upon. Forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Yeah, um, we kind of so, got away from yeah, that we got part. A, yeah, we did. So, what are the two fruits? So Matt, he keyed in on two fruits. Uh, as a result of David's prayers. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. What, what, would, what did first you write one, down? First one uh, was freedom from the fear of man. <clears throat> In verse 41, he says, May your unfailing love come to me, O Lord, your salvation uh, according to your promise. Verse 42, Then I will trust, pardon me, then I will answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. So you you have a freedom from the fear of man, man no longer controls, manipulates, you know, man, man. how you think and act and and do because he's not the ultimate. And how important is that today, where we're so focused on who's in charge or what's going on politically? Those people, you're giving control of them mm-hmm. to you because yeah. the things that happen it affects you somehow. And, and maybe it does externally a little. But the reality is if you're fearful of that or if you're constantly mindful of who's in charge and what, what's been, who's been put in office and stuff like that, they're controlling you, not, not right. God. Because literally, he says they're liberated. Liberated. That's a pretty strong word. Yes. I'm not a wordsmith, but I know that it means <laughs> that it's, it's pulled you completely apart uh, from the fear of others and from control of others. And then what was the next thing? Because this is on the, on the flip side of this. If, you, if you're no longer controlled by others, if you're no longer fearful of what others might do for you, what are you? Uh, you walk in certainty. You walk in, <clears throat> I guess, um, what was the word I was trying to come up with? I don't know. With? Certainty was the word I was looking for, so yeah. you hit that right, right. on the head. <laughs> you're I think I was going to say confidence, but that's, yeah. 
That's I like certainty. Certainty is better because it's yeah. absolute, right? You're walking in the certainty of who Christ is and who you are in Him. That's that's power. That's powerful, and that's the truth of Scripture. That's the truth of this whole thing. And no matter what falsities are put in front of you, when you understand that that the results of this type of prayer is that you will walk with certainty in the in the absolute sovereignty of God and the sovereignty of who Jesus is, it changes you. Changes every aspect. Changes every thought process. And it and it's. It's that death to self. It's that death to all of the old ways that you were before your right. salvation in Christ. And it's, it's, it's really freeing. You know, I have a lot of people who say, hey, man, you don't seem that worked up about all this stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm not that worked up about all those things because they come and go. Yeah. But well, the one thing that is for certain is Christ. And that, you know, he, he goes on to talk about how certainty how people find today people find certainty distasteful that's right they're more comfortable with doubt yeah which is that's so messed up yeah it's when you say it out loud you go what i'd rather be doubtful than certain yeah why uh, why <laughs> i guess uh i don't know i guess looking at it if, if someone is saying they are certain about something you you come off as knowing it all or and you know and that's certainly an issue you know with um with believers having certainty about their future having certainty about god's sovereignty you know people don't they don't they don't like that because they're like how how can you be certain come on yeah and then that comes to the whole faith discussion and um you know, placing your your trust and your hope and your faith in God, and uh, and that what He has said will be, yep, and is true. <clears throat> and the hard part in the world is that you're not going to see the the reality of that truth, most likely on this side of heaven, uh, but until the rapture and the the, the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and instead you're just going to battle all of the things of this world and the the fact that they're they're more comfortable in doubt and they're more comfortable in sin than you are and the Christ followers are different they're set apart they're they're set above all of the things of the world and you can't adapt the same mindset as as the world that's what it comes down to right so to this week this is what we want you to do right for those of you that are watching live and those that are watching listening on the podcast or later Here's what we want you to do. Uh, I want you to read Mark chapter 9, verse 24. And I want you to help. I want you to pray that prayer that you see in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, which Matt talked about. And, and trust that God will help you in your unbelief. We're always going to, to struggle with the unbelief. I mean, I was reading passages of Scripture the other day when the disciples asked Jesus, you know, they, they were trying to, well, maybe it was a sermon. They were trying to determine why... Uh, they were not able to cast out an evil spirit. And Jesus, well, you don't have enough faith. And they're like, oh, what? Hey. And he goes, listen, you have the faith of a mustard seed. You could move this mountain. And that, that verse has always struck, struck me. I'm like, man, my faith must be really small. Because <laughs> if, if a mustard seed faith can move a mountain, and by the way, that'd be super cool, uh, then 
9, chapter 20, verse 24. You got it? 9. 9, yes, I nine. thought you said verse 29. 24. I was like, nope. I don't think nine. There 29. There's not 29 in Mark. Uh, 9, nine, 9, verse 24. Read it, and then I want you guys to read the same thing and to pray that prayer uh, to help you with your unbelief. Go ahead. That's... Um, uh, it says immediately the boy's father exclaimed, uh, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief, um, when Jesus was about to heal his his son who was sick. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, all the things that Jesus ever did, he never just said, hey, you're healed, hey, you're not blind. He said your your faith has healed you, mm-hmm. and your your faith is the thing that matters. Your sins are forgiven. Those are the things that matter to Jesus. All of the external things were easy honestly and that was that's great comfort uh okay so that's what we want from you just pray that prayer pray pray to god to help you to overcome your your disbelief and we all have a lot of disbelief and we all have a lot of doubt and we wrestle with it and mm-hmm. a lot of times we find comfort in it don't find comfort in it anymore yeah. let it go and to be certain that god is on his throne and god is in control of all these things all right steve i promise and i hopefully our, a new backdrop will help us with our view count. Um, it'll look a little. It'll tree look a that's little, been rubbing me. That's weird. During the whole uh, thing. Sorry, put that in a bad place. <laughs> I guess. Uh, sometimes you think a change of venue might help, but we need to put some like uh, we need to put some good stuff in the back. Yeah. Make it look like we're in a city or something, <laughs> sitting on a porch. Listen, we thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much to to all of you that jumped in live. Uh, if you if you're listening. You, Pastor. Thank you, Alice, for always being here. Uh, you guys uh, are awesome. And again, even if it's just one person, we're still going to do it. But we really would like to help us to reach other people. Tell your friends, tell your people, tell your coworkers, grab some sandwiches and sit down and watch us. And yeah. we'll try to be funny, but we'll also try to bring you some <coughs> that can help change your life. Uh, but until then, we'll see you again next week at 12, 10 p.m. Grab your lunch and we'll see you then. We'll be praying for you. Bye-bye. And now I have to do that awkward thing.